Warning, the following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Live from NYC, human suplex machine, the one and only king. They stream it and they scream, it's the Taz Show. Everybody hacking, everybody just wants more with the action. Hip-hop Jones got the music blasting, better watch out, it's all he's asking. Over like bro, but he keeps it real, he's no joker. Original, he's no poser, no competition, he's the owner. There I'm moving speakers closer, cause it's time to tune in to the Taz Show. All right, here we go. Yep. Hello. A little Thursday. Thursday edition of the Taz Show coming at you. They call it Body Slams and Beyond or streaming and streaming. Anyway, you want to put it. We're going to put it. I'm going to put it. And we're good. So thank you for listening live right now at TazShow.com or you're watching live there. Maybe you are listening live from your mobile device. On the brand spanking new, uh, excellent radio.com app. And good lordy B, I remember the nightmares with this thing. The first, I don't know, 300, maybe 430 shows I've done. Uh, this app kind of sucked. And oh man, they've amped this thing up. It is phenomenal. But the radio.com app is working great. Just live on there or check out the on-demand content of the show right from that app later on. So that's no problem, right? If you missed the show yesterday or the day before, it's no problem. You know, I'm like a wart. Always here. Like, I'm like a pimple full of pus right here every day. Okay? Every friggin' day. Pimple on the ass, Joe. Yep. If you want to call the show, you can. That's a simple process. All you got to do is dial 866 866- 475-2948. That's 866-475-2948. Yeah, oh, yeah, the phone lines are now open, so you can call. That's no problem. Uh gonna talk something a little different this uh this uh, episode here. Haven't done this in quite some time. A little lucha underground. The great stone of lucha underground. Gonna get into some of that. I watched um Lucha last night, and so I want to get into that a little bit here in this show. So um a lot of people, even if you're not a Lucha Underground fan, uh you probably heard about this match that happened last night, and I will get into that. The main match that happened last night, Dante Fox and Killshot. I will get into that in this episode, as I said, uh, for the tenth time. Uh, also, we'll do a little uh, spitball with sports a little later on. We'll get into some of that. Probably jump on Facebook later. I'm not sure yet. Got to talk to the crew and see if it's going to be the second hour of the show, maybe the last segment. I am not sure. I will see. I will find out. I uh, will do my due diligence because during the breaks, I actually work also. I'm always working. You guys know. Uh, all right. Just push one by. Sam, 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 We got that. Some NXT, uh, maybe a little bit of NXT talk. I didn't get a chance to see it. I'm not sure if the biz dev guy, the audio producer known as uh, Dennis Jones, the lumberjack, uh, did you happen to see NXT? I did, yes. Uh, saw NXT. Thought it was. Pretty well, and then I'll leave it at that. Yeah, so I'm talking. You need to stop interrupting me. So, I um, uh, you'll be fired on on the air. I, you know how I am. I will fire you on the spot. Please don't. Just don't get yourself in trouble here. Okay, we good. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. We good. Okay. So um, yeah. We'll talk a little NXT. Dennis will help me through that because I didn't see it. So maybe Dennis will smart me up. 
what's going on. He is a the next big thing in radio, Dennis Jones. So you know he he should get as much airtime as possible. That's the key here. Dennis, you're you're fine with that, of course, right? You're a ham. You're a big piece of pork. I would I could go for some ham. I don't know if I am one. Did you visit the lovely uh, Beck truck on the corner? Not today. Uh, I went to the. Um, it's not a deli. I don't know what the place is called. I don't want to say the name of it, but I just got a bagel with cream cheese this morning. That's boring. Uh, mm. You know, people don't realize on the corner, right over there, across the street from Radio City Music Halls, they have the Beck machine, as I would like to call it. Um, Anthony, uh, I know you visit there at times. This guy makes a mean-ass uh, egg sandwich. Do uh, tell, Ant. Have you gone there recently? Oh, I love it. I was going to go there today, but I got it twice this week, so I was like, let me hold off on the, a lot of bacon in one week, so... I love it no, there. It's great. There's so many. It's a plethora of spots in Manhattan to get a good back. That's a bacon, egg, and cheese for you schmucks out there that don't know what it is. Uh, no disrespect, but I'm just being honest, keeping it real up in here. Um, you know, so, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of uh, of that the egg sandwiches there. I just figured I'd share it with the audience. Uh, I was in. Uh, I was at the Gimmick Clubhouse on Monday. I swung by there in the morning. I grabbed. I did not get it with bacon. I got an egg uh, with extra egg white. And uh, one slice of cheese, uh, SPK. Are you familiar with SPK, people? Yes? No? Are we familiar with that? I certainly am, and is as well. It's an uh, salt and a pepper and a ketchup, indeed. Yes, so uh, it's phenomenal. It's absolutely absolutely unbelievable. We'll try a little bit, too, if we have time in this episode, get into some uh, maybe a little college football chatter, if possible, you know, as we get closer to Saturday, even though... College football, you know, I mean, I think there's a game tonight. I got to look at who's playing. I know there's a game. There's games tomorrow night. I know the NFL has a great game tonight with the Packers and the uh, and the, uh, the, 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 the the Bears. Big NFC rivalry, Jones, right there. Two storied, uh, one of the oldest, uh, two two of the oldest franchises in the NFL. They're gonna have at it. So we'll do that and spitball later on. But uh, without any further ado, uh, let me get into a little bit of um, what I witnessed last night in Lucha Underground. Because uh, I'm telling you guys, um, look, those that are longtime fans of, of my show here, you know, what I put out, <clears throat> know in the past I've talked, uh, uh, you know, Lucha Underground, I've had guests from Lucha Underground. I have, <clears throat> I have one of the writers, Chris Roach, on here, uh, who's one of the one, one of the writers. I, I had uh, Krista Josephs, one of the main writers, DJ. I've had him on the Taz show here. I've had, jeez, I've had um, different guests. I've, I know I've had Katrina on the show, Polly Perez, who's great, who plays the character Katrina on there. I've had her on. Um, uh, she had Vampiro on. I, I had, I think I had Matt Stryker on back in the day. I've had a lot of different, you know, handfuls of people from Lucha Underground. I'm a big fan of Lucha Underground, but to truth be told, I have not watched Lucha Underground in months, to be honest. Once the new season started, I really didn't, you know, I wasn't covering it a ton on the show here. I was covering it here and there, but most of you guys know I am a fan of it. I've helped promote it. You know, there's no money exchange, nothing like they're paying me to promote them. Just like WWE, I just kind of watch what I watch as a wrestling fan and a former competitor and broadcaster and talk about things that I see and then interact with you guys. So I watched Lucha Underground, and um, I saw Dante Fox and... uh, and Killshot uh, basically have this match that was mind-boggling. Um, see, what they're in now is this Ultima, Ultima Lucha Tres, okay? Ultima Lucha Tres, where it's like 
Next week, they're going to have like a series of all these huge matches. They were putting graphics up about these matches. Um, I'll try to get into that later on. But the one that was highlighted last night was Killshot and Dante Fox. Now, I haven't, I, I'm familiar with Killshot, to be, to be frank. I, I knew who he was, and I've watched his work. Dante Fox, I'm not too familiar with. Um, I didn't know their story. And this is the beauty of what happened here. When the show starts, um, I actually missed the first match. I'm trying to remember who was the first match. Dennis, you know the first match? Who the heck was the first match? I, I quit the tail end. Throw the uh, blank. I don't know exactly. I'll look it uh, up for you. Yeah, 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 please. Um, but um, the bulk of the show was this match with Fox and Killshot. Here's the beauty of when packaging, when packaging is done properly. The show, they put out a great package on Killshot and Dante Fox and others involved with Lucha Underground. And the package, which was, I don't know, maybe uh, probably a minute and probably a minute, maybe a minute and 30 seconds, whatever the heck it was, it smartened me up. It smartened me up, right? What the heck the deal was with Killshot and Dante Fox? Dante Fox, uh, I don't know the real history with these guys, if that's just the characters, but they both uh, were in the military, and I guess they were in the military together. And one left the other one, like, stranded uh, in a war zone situation. And now it comes that their feud comes to life here on Lucha Underground. Um, so... It had a military feel with these two young guys. And it, it, even though it, it just was, you, you have to watch it to get it. And I didn't know the story, but the package brought me up. That's my point. One of the things I want to say at the top here is, and we see that happen with WWE all the time, how, how important and how good they are with doing video packages to, to educate fans. If you missed last week or two weeks ago, I, I guess I haven't watched in a few months and I got caught up uh, in this package. So good job. First off on the post-production of the video packaging by Lucha Underground. Um, if you're not familiar also, <clears throat> let me tell you this, with Lucha Underground, you know, it's um, an extremely uh, different feel <clears throat> than if you watch, you know, like any other wrestling from WWE or Ring of Honor or TNA, um, <clears throat> completely different filters on the cameras, uh, different, um, the audience, it's, it's definitely in like a, they call it the temple, but it feels like a uh, fight club feel. Underground, like this thing's in a basement somewhere, you know, in Los Angeles, like in some like basement of like some old warehouse. That's what it feels like, you know. Um, it's a set. I mean, this, this is a, a production company that puts this this brand out, and and they do an amazing job. The post production work, like I said, the filtering, the cameras. Um, the money that goes into this, and that's why I don't think they do a ton of live stuff at all. It's because what they give you as an audience is heavily produced, but in a good way, not in a negative way. Um, I'm talking about the elements that you see visually, you know, on, on the screen. You really can't get a lot of that stuff if you're doing it live, to be honest, from what I understand from working in TV studios over the years. So um, it's a special type of look. It's um, a very SoCal... Uh, 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 um, uh, Lucha Mexican, you know, feel, but geez, it's cool. They got a live band that's always there playing. Um, you know, it, it's it's just a very very cool feel. Now I know they tape a lot of matches, you know, and and put them out. Like I said, heavy post production, but again, not in a negative way, in a positive way. They do a great job with it. I mean, so um, I I I don't do my due diligence to watch it enough, and I. I've been saying that on the air several times in, in the past. I need to watch Lucha Underground more. 
And then when I watch it, I'm like, damn it, why am I not watching this more? You know, and then why am I watching NXT? I should be watching this because, to be frank, this is better. <laughs> it's just, it's better than NXT. So, and it's not a knock on the talent. It's a knock on WWE <laughs> because NXT just kind of looks <clears throat> like everything else WWE puts out except it's in a smaller building, you know, in, in Orlando. So, but for the most part, the feel of it, NXT is very similar to Raw and SmackDown, um, which that's cool, and that's their branding, and it obviously works. They're, they're the front runner, and they're, they're, no one's ever going to catch WWE, not in our lifetimes, as far as wrestling promotions, unless some multi-billionaire comes along and is able to just, I don't know, make some company that can just destroy WWE. I really doubt that's going to happen. But regardless, it Lucha Underground is a special, special feel. It's the most unique thing going. Um, it, it's a, it's just a hybrid of a lot of different things. It's a hybrid of some great Mexican wrestling, meaning that you, stuff you would see while if you're in Mexico or watching it on television. Um, uh, definitely, I feel a little bit of a, uh, an ECW feel, and maybe I have an agenda with that, being an alumni of ECW and original, um, because it's got an underground feel. It's got a raw field and i don't mean monday night raw i mean a raw field you know um it's got a mixture of everything in it violence it's got a mixture uh because it's definitely a, a, a more of a rated off field um there's there's definitely you know with, with you know with some of the females involved the sexiness for sure um i said violence sexiness uh that you'll hear the announcers curse sometimes. You know, it's it's not not bad curses. Say, oh, like I heard a vampire. Holy shit, you see that? That's great because that's what announcers would really say. That's what people would say if they're watching a match. So they they do that on El Rey Network with Lucha Underground, and and that's the other thing. El Rey Network, you know, a lot of people don't have it. Um, I do, uh, but I believe you can watch their programming online. Um, you could look if you really want to find it. You could watch Lucha Underground, and it's very, very good. I highly suggest if you're a wrestling fan and you want something different, if you're, you're, you're tired of WWE stuff, or you want something. And now Ring of Honor, don't get me wrong, they're different than WWE, and so is is TNA, and and obviously New Japan's got a different feel too. But Lucha Underground to me really stands on its own. I can't explain it enough in words. I just, you know, and I didn't even get into the. <laughs> The depth of what this would happen in this match, because I, you know, I'm telling you right now, I've seen some, you know, insane matches in my day. I've seen some violence. I've seen some insane athleticism. I've been part of a lot of it. And what these people do at Lucha Underground is like, and it's not every match like this, but what they did last night when they have a buildup of a special match, it this was nuts. <laughs> you gotta watch it. Now, Dennis, you didn't see it, right? I did not know, uh, and I want to answer your first question. The um, the match leading into it was Famous B and Dr. Wagner Jr. versus Texano. Okay, thank you for that, sir. Thank you. Again, you are doing well. This is why the depth chart is working in the company, meaning on the show. You, you were behind the depth chart. Now you're starting to pass Anthony. This is, the, this is good. This is competitiveness. I like this. Well, Ant's, Ant's doing a great job, too. I know, but you replied to an email yesterday from some of the company. I noticed that. I was like, wow, Dennis is really – I take notes of all this. Dennis, I take notes for the depth chart. This is important. So The depth that. chart really really kicked me in gear. Yeah, yeah. Anthony's too. Anthony is really focused. Right, Ant? You're happy with this depth chart move? 
Yeah, yeah. I just feel like that Dennis gets a little bit more reps than I do, but I'll, I'll earn the reps. I'll earn the reps. Well, you do behind the scenes, uh, you know, your ass-kissing ability. You, yeah, you yeah, I'm really very bad. good at it. <laughs> yeah, ass-kissing Jones over here. Yes, No, no. No, yeah, Anthony does uh, a lot of video production, post-production work for the show, which is better than anything Dennis has ever done from a technical standpoint ever, to be frank. Um, but I digress. So, uh, sorry, I had, to be, I had to be honest. Um, so, okay, back to this match. You got to watch it, Dennis. You too, Ant. If you didn't see it. Ant, you didn't see it, right? No, but I'm definitely going to. I don't get O'Ray, but I actually really enjoy Lucha. Since they put it on Netflix, I watch it. All right, cool. Oh, it's on Netflix. My bad. I didn't know that. Okay. I'm not a big Netflix guy, which I should be, and I'm not. I don't um, think they update it until, like, when this season ends, they'll probably throw the whole season on Netflix. So they oh, only have the first two. Jones. I call that Stale Bread Jones. Got it. Okay. I understand. I got it. Okay. So they give you a little Stale Bread. Sometimes Stale Bread's good. That's okay. Because this stuff is evergreen that Lucha Underground does. It really is. Even though I have storylines, there's something about their content to me that's evergreen, which means it could last forever. Uh, you can watch it anytime on demand. But Kill Shot Dante Fox. Uh, so two soldiers type fielding thing going on. Again, I'm not a, an expert on the storyline. I just got put up to date on the package. I just wanted to watch Lucha Underground just to chill, sit back, and watch it. You enjoy the production, enjoy the wrestling. Um, and I did uh, very much. Um, so this match was like a three levels type match. First blood, then it was a no DQ, and, and it, so all in one match. And then like an ambulance door gimmick, you know, where you got to throw your opponent um, in an ambulance. They had like a um, a military. Uh, I don't you, I don't know the proper name for military ambulance. I think there is one, but that type of like an old school or like maybe like a Humvee type of ambulance. And that's where one guy had to throw the other guy in to actually win the final gimmick to 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 close the night, you know, to, that's how they did this. So this storyline and the announcers, by the way, did a great job of catching people up to date, meaning Matt Stryker and Vampiro, catching people up to date on the heat between Killshot and Dante Fox. They really did because um, I learned about them as I watched the match, and that was nice. That was good to do. I went into Lucha Underground as a casual fan last night, a guy that just watches once in a while, but I'm a fan of it. Um, and... From the, from the packaging and the announcing, I got caught up to speed. See, Dennis, when you watch it, or Ant, you guys will also. They did a good job on both those realms, okay? So just so you guys understand what's going on there. <clears throat> so uh, the spots in the match were, whew, I don't even know how to, I was thinking while I'm watching it, like how am I going to explain some of this on the air? Like, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> this is this is this was just amazing stuff. I mean, look, they're both kill shot and Fox, amazing athletes, amazing. Uh, the Stante Fox, he did like he, he did like uh, I want to say kill shot was either on the apron or on the floor. Dante Fox, he was on the apron, hardest part of the ring, and he was on the apron, and he did like he turned his back to his opponent. He did like a quick run-up, like a one-step off the turnbuckle on the outside of the ropes, on the apron, if you can visualize this, and did a moonsault, okay, uh, and kill shot was on a ladder. Like, it was sick. They had this glass, these big pieces of glass, two of them, I think it was two, that was shattered during the match. Uh, blood, it was, uh, the whole thing was just crazy. Like, <laughs> it, now, and I'm not talking blood from the head. They went a different one. Blood from people's backs. Dennis, how about that? They did a little, fur, uh, what do you call it, red zone from people's backs. 
Yeah. Blood through the glass gimmick. I mean, that this this was crazy. It was very realistic and and not insulting to your intelligence at all. Pause, Jones. Nothing happened. <laughs> I thought you were going to talk. Okay. I didn't know if you wanted my reaction. I mean, I when you yesterday you said to me you were like, "Hey, uh, I want to talk about Lucha Underground." So I was doing some digging because obviously I didn't watch it, and just from reading about it, it sounded intense. And then for you to say that, for you to say that, especially being an ECW yes. alum, it it holds some weight there. Bad Money Slim, Pennsylvania. You on the Taz show? What's going on there? What's up, Taz? How are you, champ? All right, yourself. I'm good, sir. Okay, so I just, uh, I, I personally am like you. I didn't see the entire season of Lucha Underground, but they do this every year at the end of Lucha Underground season. They do an Ultima Lucha, and it's their WrestleMania split into three parts. Three part, correct them no, yes. Uh, I was speechless watching this last night. I mean, there were moments during the match that I'm thinking to myself, Mick Foley or Sabu would have said, hell no. <laughs> I, you might be right. I mean, I, I I don't know how else to explain it, but like I've I've watched everything that ever happened in ECW, and this 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 held up there with all of the classics that I've ever seen. It was great. I completely agree. Now, how often, Slim, do you watch? You you don't watch all the time, uh, Lucha. Well, I used I used to be like a weekly fan, and as you kind of steered away a little bit, uh, I wound up watching NXT a little more than that. Uh, but when the right. bigger weekends are on and they do the bigger shows, I I, I turn the lucha on because my kids love it too. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, if if yeah, having a younger kid, I would assume that too because the characters, it's just cool and it, the the lighting effects and the grittiness. It's it, that's the thing for those that never saw it. There's definitely a grittiness to it. So if you're looking for like a sparkled looking product with this pristine lighting like WWE does, you're not going to see that. But that's by design. Trust me, they have the budget in, in regards to production, and they have the, the resources to do that WWE look. They, I know that for a fact, knowing people there, but they choose not to, to give themselves this own identity. No hacking at all. This, they're their own brand. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. They're, they're running top-dollar cameras to shoot that show. Oh, big time. And they're putting a lot of money, and thanks for calling, Slim. I appreciate it. i got to run to break here. They're running a lot of money into post-production. I, again, I know that for a fact. Uh, people that I know there in the production end of it, uh, uh, just, you know, the, the, the amount of time <clears throat> that goes into some of the video packaging or even just the backstage interviews, the way it looks. Oh, not interviews, I shouldn't say that. Backstage scenes, that's the better word. Where they'll have Dario Cueto, the guy who owns it uh, in character, or the, the president of Lucha Underground. He's like the the head uh, honcho on camera of the brand, and uh, he's got like an office and stuff, and and right there in the temple, it's a really crazy cool feel, and um, the money that's put into the post production to give this look, um, and and the time it takes, the way they edit and do cuts and edit the editing is, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Um, me personally, I don't know, just my thoughts before I go to break, I'll say this. I think Lucha Underground should be a straight subscription-based thing. If I was them, you know, because uh, like WWE Network and all that, I, I would go where it's not expensive. I would go and make it really cult following 
and put it behind a subscription wall and uh, because they are so different and even give more than, than just what they're giving now. They're giving some really cool stuff. Uh, I would go even a, a little, raise the bar even higher what some of the violence or some of the, the, the sexy stuff or, you know, or even some of the blood and some of the bad language, you know, cursing and stuff. I would go even further and put it behind a subscription wall, put an R rating on it. That shit would be legit, and they'd make even more money on it than, than they make it from the end of Waddell Ray, in my opinion. That's just my thoughts. Because um, I think they're so different that people should have to pay to see it. Um, uh, and I just think they could put out the program, because they do their programming a little bit different than, like, obviously WWE does, because what they do is they do it, like, uh, 13 weeks, I guess, like, a, I think 13 or 14 weeks, like a regular... Um, I'm having a wrestling match with my headphone cord. They're doing a, uh, they do where it's um, kind of like 13 episodes, 14 episodes, uh, seasonal. And then and then there's a break. You know, that's how they do it. Like, just like a sitcom would do it or, or TV, regular TV show. Unlike where WWE is all the time or Ring of Honor, there's no breaks, kind of. They do take breaks, which is cool. I think it's good because then the talent could go wrestle elsewhere. And stuff like that, and that's pretty cool. So um, uh, they do a great job. I'm going to talk more about the actual match with Dante Fox and Killshot on the other side of break. I'm going to go to break, take some phone calls when we get back from break, uh, talk a little NXT. Also, even though I didn't see it, we'll talk about what's going on. If you guys want to chime in, you can just call the show. All right, I'm Taz. Uh, sit tight. Be right back. All right, guys, we're going to talk a little football in a little while. Spitballing with sports and, uh, you know, speaking of football, well, that's the NFL, right? And don't miss a second of the NFL on CBS. Stream your live local games each week on CBS All Access. That's right. Your local NFL on CBS games are streaming live on CBS All Access, so make sure... You start your free trial right now at cbs.com slash NFL. And check this out. CBS All Access also includes number one hit shows, classics, movies, original series like Star Trek The Discovery, anytime, anywhere. So make sure you jump on CBS All Access. You can also stream your live local CBS broadcast for news, special events, and other sporting events. So please go uh, to cbs.com slash nfl start your free trial right now again at cbs.com slash nfl that's the deal you on that so we talked a little a little uh, loose underground here uh, a little while we'll talk to the nxt right to see it dennis sword kind of tell me what happened in there and i'll give my thoughts and opinions reaction jones type deal uh try and get into some college football talk in a little while if we have time, some spitball with sports, we'll probably do that in there with NFL. Uh, it's going to be busy. It's a busy show. One segment flew by already. Thursday edition. Thursday so, or Friday, sometimes a little bit slower, but lately they've been picking up. Uh, you know what I mean? It's kind of been a little quicker. But So back to uh, this, this, this great match with Killshot and Dante Fox from Lucha Underground. Uh, look, if you, wa- if you did not watch the match and you're going to watch the match, here's the thing. Don't, if you are, like, not a fan of, like, you know, some crazy spots and some, uh, <laughs> if you're like a traditional wrestling fan where you want 
a headlock, a tackle, a drop down, reverse the hip toss, and that kind of thing where it's traditional pro wrestling, chain wrestling, uh, which is great also and, and to each his own. If you want that and you love that and you don't like high spots and kind of taking your belief and you know suspending it for a little while, then you won't like this match because this was insanity. A lot of the stuff looked, well, somebody say, ah, oh, that can't happen. That's far-fetched. That's, ah, uh, this is bullshit. This is, ah, uh, ah, uh, uh, that looks fake. Okay. Don't watch the match then, but there's nothing fake about what these guys did. These guys worked very physical, and they worked very intense, and, they, and they're extreme athletes. Insane stuff. Um... I talked about that insane moonsault that, that we saw Dante Fox do off the turnbuckle, the metal turnbuckle between the turnbuckle pad and the post, the ring post, onto the ground. I'm sorry, onto a ladder where Killshot was. Uh, he also, Dante Fox, did this flying leg drop with a chair. It was like insanity. I mean, uh, the, the glass spots were nuts. A um, couple things I didn't like, just to let you know about the match. Okay, so at one point, Dante Fox was setting up a big sheet of glass in between two chairs. So it was a huge piece of glass, so he couldn't do it himself. Meanwhile, Killshot's selling. He's down selling, injured. So Dante Fox kind of yells at the ref for the referee <clears throat> to help him set up the glass. I, even though there's, it's total extreme, everything they're doing here, and kind of, like I said, you got to suspend your beliefs a little bit. <laughs> I don't like that. I'm not a big fan of that. The referee is going to help somebody set something up that, 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 that I, I just can't go that far um, to suspend my belief there a little bit. I, I just felt like that was a little too much of a stretch. You know, Dante Fox, have him grab, grab like a stage hand. <clears throat> um, someone who's there near the ropes, I'm sorry, near the cameras or something. Uh, and just, a younger guy or whatever, and <clears throat> just grab him, bully him, just say, hey, help me with this. Yeah, put, grab the glass, whatever. Instead of having a referee do it, anybody else that's there, they could have do that. Uh, I wouldn't have the referee do it. I did, at that part, I didn't like. Um, and again, like I said, I'm new to watching Dante Fox. He's not a big, heavy guy. He's lean, but good lord, he's ripped. And the guy is sliced, ripped, like super insane, high, you know, high definition muscularity wise. Not, not a big, thick guy though, just ripped. <clears throat> um. His athleticism, his high spots, just crazy, crazy. Sells really well, facial expressions, his body movement. It's not a, a fake sell. Like, it feels real. Um, my critique, though, uh, something where he has a little bit of a, I don't know, mosquito on me, where he has a little bit of a, uh, what do you call it, uh, something he needs to work on, I mean, Dante Fox. I think he needs to work on some of his transitions in between some of these big moves. Basic stuff, stomps, clubbing on a guy, punching a guy. It just doesn't, it, it needs to fix this. <laughs> you know, it's just not, it, and I, you know, I hate to knock the kid, but I don't know. I've never met him, but, and I'm a fan of him. But I just think this is something, I'm just giving my critique. He just needs to fix this a little bit. It just, that, that it, it stuck out to me that, that that needs to be worked on. And that's an easy fix. That's just reps. That's just doing it and getting the right instruction from people uh, that, that know how to do it well, that are professional trainers. Um, that's, I mean, that would be my only critique of the guy. Hillshot, I think, is on point. The guy was a mask, but yet 
he sells emotion well, which a lot of luchadors do. Um, I'm a fan of Killshot, uh, definitely. Uh, he's great. Uh, and I'm a fan of, like I said, uh, the other kid too, but it just, just needs to work on that a little bit, some of his transitional stuff. Um, otherwise, they're both money. Now, you would say, well, okay, what, what, what about like wh- why, why wouldn't they put these two guys in 205? Imagine WWE signing these guys, putting them on 205 Live. Right. So now, you know, they're not they're both not big guys. Now, Dennis, you might think that, like, why not take these two guys, put them at 205 Live right or wrong? That was a natural reaction. Absolutely. I think a lot of people would think that when you look at these two guys. Well, here's the thing, my man. They would not not be able to do probably half of what they did last night in WWE. They just wouldn't be allowed. Um, Some of it's not just the weapons and the blood and the glass, but. Some of the spots they do are just they, WWE would look at it too dangerous, too risky. Um, they some say, well, WWE handcuffs guys. They handcuffed you, Taz, with the suplexes. They stopped you. Well, that's kind of true, but they didn't do it to be mean. They were doing it because at that time they were a little narrow-minded and they thought that I was injuring people and someone's going to get hurt. And meanwhile, all they do now is promote and market Suplex City and guys that suplex. Girls that suplex, and now all of a sudden nobody can be hurt by suplexing on a shoot. But when I was there, everybody could be hurt. So it's a load of bullshit, basically. But at that time, I think it was that's how they were thinking, WWE. Narrow-minded, old school. Um, oh, wait, this looks like someone's really going to get hurt. That's my fucking job, <laughs> to make it look like I'm really hurting people. That's what you're fucking paying me for, bro. You know what I mean? But they didn't understand that part. So, um, again, comments you will hear on Dancing with the Table on the WWE Network. Uh, this is real talk right here, motherfuckers, right here. Okay. So, with these two guys, or a lot of the guys in Lucha Underground, I don't think you'd be able to see a lot of what some might love that these, these kids do in Lucha Underground because they just won't be allowed to do it in WWE. Some of it, they, it would be deemed as too dangerous. Does that make sense, Dan? Yeah, I mean, WWE's been known to try and... Uh, work safer quote-unquote uh like getting rid of the pile driver comes to mind um just some guys not being able to like getting rid of the curb stop for seth rollins finisher so that makes sense yeah and i understand look i'm to me the number one priority the number one key goal and everything in a pro wrestling match is safety i'm all for that uh but that's what some of these men and women are including me in my prime we're professionals when you're professional that's what your job is uh, to do your due diligence to make it look like someone is getting injured or if you sell really well to sell like you're really injured because uh, that's being a pro, right? So if I can do maneuvers, physical moves that look spectacular and you, my opponent, look injured but you're not but people freak out because it looks like, including the office, like, oh my God, he's injuring someone. Well, then I did my job if you're not injured. Now, if I'm injuring you, then I'm not doing my job, then I'm unprofessional. That wasn't my problem. <laughs> they were worried that it looks like guys are really getting hurt. Yes, that's what I do. <laughs> so, you know, but you're only, you're under six foot, you're 5'8", you're 5'9". How can a guy 5'8", 5'9", do that to someone? I don't know. Watch. Fuck. So that's the shit I dealt with. I might be venting a little bit. 
15, 16, 20 years later. I don't let go, Dennis. I don't let go sometimes. You know what I mean? Uh, nor should you. I mean, you were, uh, you're the human suplex machine, and then they go in and they're like, yeah, we're just going to have you be the human machine now. I wasn't even that. I wasn't even human. Just like a machine. Well, that's just kind of like, a compliment, though. Uh, Guy's a machine. It's like me at the deli. <laughs> you know, no, no. They, you know they, I, they, they did handcuff me a little bit, and they handcuff all the wrestlers a little bit. But again, their intentions were because of safety. And I'm obviously quasi-joking a little bit in my rage, but I'm not. So it's kind of like you don't have to find where I am there. I did let it go. I'm not a dog with a bone. I just can't let go. I'm letting go. But I'm trying to make my point about like Dante Fox and Killshot. If they went there and tried to do this same type match, it just would not be allowed. It just wouldn't. I mean, some of the stuff, I mean, WWE definitely opened up the floodgates a little bit with some physicality, but not to this level. It just would not... You know what I mean? It just would not be allowed. Um, let's go to the phones here uh, out to Indiana. Let's go to Brett. Brett in Indiana. You're on the Tash Show, Haas. What do you say that? All right. Here we go. Brett. Did you guys fix the phones over there, boys? Talk to me. You, I, I hear Shay frantically smashing the button. Well, what does that mean? So but why why is cowboy smashing buttons? Shouldn't the man be up? Brett, are you there? Okay, let me know when we have Brett. Okay, okay. we had Bad Money Slim before, and it was no problem. So, I, I you know, I'm starting to get a little sick of this shit. To be frank with you, uh, what's going on there with the phones? I'm being honest. It's gonna get to a point where you guys are gonna cause these people not to be on the phones. That's what's gonna happen. It'll be all your fault. Okay, so that's the problem. Dennis, say something. Give me an update. Uh, the we're it's okay. a technical. I got. Technical I'm getting notification. There's a problem with the phone system. Must be Thursday. This happened yesterday on Wednesday. It's no problem. It's fine. So my point again, just the closest point. If WWE were to allow guys like this, like Killshot and Dante Fox, to do what they do, would it make their product better? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. I think WWE needs, like I said earlier, a little credit. They have opened up the floodgates a little bit and letting some of the talent do some different spots. And, and get, we've seen it with the UK tournament. Uh, we've seen it uh, definitely with 205 Live. Um, we've seen it with some of the heavyweight guys. We've seen it. It's, it's definitely different than years ago where guys can go and do the stuff they do. But even like Sabu back in the day, who I feel is one of the pioneers of, like if you watched this match last night that I've been talking about with Killshot and Fox, a guy like Sabu, I think, was one of the main pioneers of that style. Not just high-flying, as some would deem it, but violent, vicious, gritty high-flying. You know, like that. that's what Sabu was, that genocidal, homicidal, you know, suicidal, because you, you didn't know what was going to happen. It was raw, it was scary, it was freaky. That's who he was. That's what his style was. And that's what these guys did last night, and that's what a lot of Lucha Underground is. So if Sabu was allowed to do that in his prime in WWE... Would Sabu be a multi-million today? Absolutely. <laughs> but during that era when we were in our prime, me and Sabu, like that, just WWE wasn't allowing that. Um, WCW was a little bit, but WCW was kind of trying to be a little bit like WWE with the high-end lighting and the high-end production cameras and a plethora of cameras, and that's what they were trying to do. So 
they, where ECW, we were kind of in our own lane. That's a whole nother topic, that whole thing with the wrestling companies back then. I've talked about that in the past, but <clears throat> excuse me, not to veer off, but that's kind of dealing that. But in closing, uh, I highly suggest you check out uh, NXT and check out this match. Not just not just Fox and uh, and Killshot, the other matches, uh, the, the other product, the other matches they put out on the brand. Um, they do do a lot of cool stuff. I, I said it before, and I'm going to say it again. And I hope I can stick to it. I need to watch this more. Um, it's not an issue like, oh, I don't have time to watch NXT and Lucha Underground. No, I can. Last night I had something else to do, and, and I couldn't. But, you know, I uh, the, the Lucha Underground thing is something I need to cover more. I really do. Um, every time I watch it, I love it. And, and, and they gave us basically for an hour, basically, besides the first match that Dennis was saying with Dr. Wagner, and I can't remember what else he said. But this was basically one match for the whole hour, and there's no complaints. You know, it was great. And that's another thing, before I wrap this up on Lucha, that's another thing that's awesome, that they give the talent almost like a whole show at times, because this is one of their big ones, the uh, ultimate uh, uh, gimmick trace, uh, ultimate Lucha trace. Um, you know, they, they, give, they give that amount of time in these bigger shows, like uh, that amount of time to one match. So guys like Killshot and Dante Fox can put uh, not stress. So, oh, God, we only got six minutes to get our shit in. No, they they had like 45 minutes to get this shit in. You know, 35 minutes, whatever the heck it was. I didn't time it. So uh, I'm going to break here, guys. I'll just have a break, get into some NXT talk. And um, and I will also talk a little about uh, some spitball with sports with the NFL. Cash show. Sit tight, guys. All right, so uh, I want to talk about this too in this episode. Yeah, I, I know, I'm trying to find the right spot. I was doing some research uh, yesterday, where, yeah, last night, and uh, talking to some people. You know, the Young Bucks, everybody loves the Young Bucks, Jackson. Um, over, like Rover, it was just part of the uh, Bullet Club uh, invasion thing. You know, each part of that deal with 40 votes and stuff. Um, Anyway, they did the invasion thing at Raw, where they were backstage, not backstage, they were in the park a lot and stuff, kind of doing like uh, an invasion thing, like DX did back in the day, or like, you know, we kind of did an invasion, like I talked about the other day on CW, but we were kind of working with them a little bit, obviously, WWE, but uh, that's a whole other topic I've talked about in the past, we've got a lot to talk about it again. Regardless, my point is, apparently, rumor has it. WWE might have sent some sort of a legal letter. I would assume it's a cease and desist uh, uh, to uh, to um, the Young Bucks for the hand gesture. Sweet thing. Uh, that's that's what the scuttlebutt is. I believe they did an interview of somebody somewhere and a and a whatever it was. I'm not too familiar. That's not important, but. And they basically said this themselves. Now, I'm assuming they're telling the truth. I did a little uh, research, and they are telling the truth. Now, I've, I've met these guys a couple times. I don't know them that well, and I hope to have them on the show in the future. Um, 
I, I've always been a fan of their work. Um, so now, what's my opinions on this? Well, are they are they getting sued by the WWE for the hand gesture, uh, the too sweet thing? Because WWE, first of all, you don't you don't you don't get sued. That's the first thing. You get a letter sent to you. Uh, that's how the way that this works. When you, as you would call it, someone say hack. Okay, when you hack something that someone else owns the trademark or the copyright to, or it's their IP, intellectual property, you get a letter sent to you, a legal letter, usually, that it's like a warning, like, hey, uh, ceased, meaning stop doing this. Um, otherwise, we'll have to file an injunction. Maybe, then you get sued. Then they attempt to sue you. That's how this works. So someone say, oh, the, the, the young bucks are getting sued by the WWE. They're not getting sued. Okay? They're, they're not getting sued. It's, it's, a, it's a warning shot. Yeah, absolutely. Um, definitely a warning shot. Now, I have some thoughts on this. And by the way, we're live on Facebook right now. So hello, everybody on Facebook. We're on Facebook.com slash the Taz Show. So hello, everybody there. I'll get to you guys in a minute. But so the deal is this. Too sweet, hand gesture gimmick, all this. Obviously, uh, I believe the guys who made that famous was the NWO, which was part of WCW. So I'm going to say, well, how was WWE saying? Well, because WWE owns basically all the assets, everything that went down in WCW. I, I do not know the legalese and the logistics of it, but that's an overview. So they would own the NWO gimmick, and we've seen it done in WWE after they purchased, I was there at the time, WCW, meaning WWE. So the NWO thing, all those assets, all those, it's all their intellectual property. They're claiming, I guess, again, I'm not speaking out of school. I'm just paraphrasing on stuff I've heard and stuff that's kind of out there right now. So it's not like me making something up here. That's not my style anyway. Um I am a little perplexed and confused how one can trademark a hand gesture. That part has me a little confused, I have to tell you. Because um, then, what is it? I, I, can I sue anybody who does this in the ring, folds their arm? Am I, is that, like, how's that work? Like, <laughs> I don't know how you, you know, can trademark or copyright a hand gesture. I mean, I, Maybe there is some legal way to do that. If there is, I, I'm not familiar with it. But then again, I'm not a lawyer, but I <clears throat> I, I do think that that would be a little bit of a stretch. Um, I I think the Young Bucks have been doing this and the Bullet Club for a long time. You know, they've been doing a lot of that NWO field thing stuff for a long time. I, I guess out of respect for the, for the guys like Hall and Nash and X-Pac, the NWO original guys, Hulk Hogan, all that stuff. I guess that's how and why I, I would assume. I mean, I always thought to myself, man, they, they're doing a lot of the NWO stuff, but hey, I guess it works for them and people like it and, and the NWO guys are cool with it, whatever. I mean, it's none of my business. No dog in a fight. I didn't really give a shit, to be honest. I thought it was entertaining, funny, whatever, cool. Um, I do know, as someone who's been hacked before, I'm not a fan of being hacked, as you guys know, uh, from my wrestling stuff uh, to my content I currently do for the past couple of years. So no no one likes that. No one likes being hacked at all. Um, nobody. And um, I don't know. I, I don't know about going after, going after two guys that are just grinding out here that aren't under the WWE umbrella. That, that, I think, is a little kind of hokey. Not hokey, weak. W-E-A-K. Well, what do you mean, Taz? I'll tell you what I mean. <clears throat> if you're going to send a letter 
to the Young Bucks, just my per- opinion, my perspective, I think that's a little bit much. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't, I, I, I'm not going to call the Young Bucks indie guys because I don't mean to sound disrespectful towards them. That's not my my goal here. Um, not that they won't be an indie guy, but they're more than that. They're, they're they're huge names on the independent wrestling scene and from Ring of Honor. So, but but Ring of Honor does not make the money WWE does. Independent wrestling shows, or you know, doesn't make the rest the money that that you know that WWE does, and they don't have the penetration publicly that WWE does. And it seems like WWE is big time Bobby, and the Young Bucks are two guys grinding out here. So when I keep saying out here, what I mean is when you're outside of the WWE corporate structure and the outside of the WWE roster, locker room, contract, everything, you're out here. And when you're out here, it's a lot harder to make money, get over, and stay popular or get popular than when you're in there, if that makes sense. So when people are out here, they're trying to grind. They are trying to grind. I grind. Hustle. Grind. Everything. That's what we do. Okay? Um, not just me. <laughs> There's a bunch of us out here that do that, that were in there, and that either chose to be out of there, or they chose for the people to be out of there. So, me, I chose to be out of there. Some people were fired, and I wasn't. I left on my terms. Now, <laughs> that doesn't mean that I'm saying that people out here can just make money on WWE's intellectual property without having repercussions. No, I'm not saying that. I'm, I, I might be implying that, but I'm not saying that. And I don't think that's right. We're talking about this too sweet thing with the hand that these guys have been doing for quite some years, and no one ever said nothing to them, apparently. There was no, no cease and desist letter. There was nothing. And now, all of a sudden, there's a problem. Well, the problem is that <laughs> they probably upset you know, Vince McMahon and, and the company because they went in the parking lot during one of their live shows. So WWE, and this part I understand, and I'm pretty sure I'm right about what I'm about to say, they probably didn't say much at all to the Young Bucks about anything they were doing until they showed up at their house, meaning WWE's house, when they were doing a show in California, a live Raw. That probably got Vince and company a little pissed off. So now it's like, okay, you know, you don't want to play nice? Well, now I'm not going to play nice. And that that's probably what happened. But I do know, like, uh, the Young Bucks, they have a pretty cool um, YouTube channel. I don't, I can't recall the name, but uh, regardless, um, here I am promoting their YouTube channel, but, you know, they could do this. And... They, I do know that um, they have joked around before on there or said something on there, uh, you know, about um, about being about being uh, having a letter put out them and stuff like that by WWE. Like, I think that was might be in a joking form, possibly, maybe because the way they did it, but maybe it wasn't. Maybe maybe WWE went out there, you know, with a letter uh, before uh, before they 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 invaded. Or went went into the parking lot of Raw. Maybe, maybe I don't know the truth. I'm just telling you what I know that I saw on, on one of their YouTube things there. Uh, um, so you know, uh, it, it's interesting what's happening. I, I think all of this stuff is actually good for the business until you start sending legal letters. 
Um, I'm all about let's try and make it an angle. Let's try and get the Young Bucks on WWE TV. I, I told you guys the other day, I think they should have had the Young Bucks and Cody Rhodes. Um, and what's the other gentleman's name? I'm drawing a blank, Dennis. Help me. Adam Hangman Page. Yes. Uh, so, I, I, I don't know. I think um, I think they should have had Page, Rhodes, Bucks all come in side the building and shoot some kind of an angle. But like I said the other day, it's a lot more to it with contracts and money and, and, you know, ring of honor, you know, whatever. There's a lot of logistics involved. What you can't just have someone show up. I know that, but like I said the other day, not to get into it again, do something ahead of time and, and, and sign those guys to a short term deal. or have them come in. It, the WWE, I feel uh, uh, creatively needs that injection right now. They need that injection in my opinion. And I think it would have been really cool. And I think a lot of the fans would have loved it. Uh, Lon Moya, uh, Maya on Facebook Live said Marty Scroll also. That's right. My bad. The UK man himself, Marty Scroll with the beard. I like him. He's he's very good, actually. My bad. Marty Scroll too. You know, um, I don't know. I think, I think that uh, this thing could end up, be, in my opinion, maybe whatever's going on with them with the legal stuff could be settled probably privately and that's probably what will happen with this and it might just go away i don't think it's going to be this big ugly thing i don't think why would young bucks do that they're making money they're out here trying to make money and hustling things are going well for them they have young families they're smart guys uh, there's no reason to uh to get into a big legalese gimmick with wwe because you're gonna lose <laughs> You don't have the resources, the money, the power. And I, I hate, I'm not, I don't know the bank accounts of the Bucks, but I'm just saying I strongly doubt it's the same bank account that the McMahon family has. I'm just being honest. Um, <laughs> uh, and and, and they'll, 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 Vince McMahon takes pride in that. Once he gets into a legal battle with you, it, it's, it's not pretty. And he can, and he wins. You know, he wins. <laughs> he does. And and he probably would win this. I just don't know how you how you trademark or copyright or have the IP to a hand gesture. That part I don't know. I don't. I don't. Now, to be frank, now I now this might I'm not trying to upset any Bullet Club fans. I like the Bullet Club. I like all the different forms that they've had of Bullet Club. I love the concept. Um and I like the box and, and Cody's been on my show. I love Cody. And this is this 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 is not meant to be disrespectful to any of those guys, but I'm just giving my opinion. <laughs> I have thought and pondered in the past what the whole Bullet Club thing, even when Finn Balor was there and AJ Styles, which by the way, those they're contracted talents of WWE and they're running around doing this. So, but I guess it's okay because WWE owns it, you know. They claim they own it. Who knows? Oh, the too sweet thing. That's what we're talking about. Um I have pondered and wondered and perplexing. It's a little perplexing to me for so long that the Bullet Club, how much people love it and it's cool and they're great and they're edgy. And we saw Anderson and Gallows, they do it also and all that. You know, they were part of it and they're contracted WWE guys and all this jazz. So, but at the end of the day, if you think about it, the Bullet Club was just basically a complete uh, kind of mock of, not mock, copycat, whatever you want to call it, not meaning it negatively. Of the NWO. NWO did it first. Now, I don't know. I can't give you the history of did NWO, any of the guys like Hall or Nash or 
Pac, any of those guys do anything with the Bullet Club, and it's like they pass the torch, and they're cool with it. Maybe there's interaction on Twitter. I don't know about that. It's none of my business. I never really paid attention to it. That's why I'm just giving my opinion as a casual fan of watching stuff the Bullet Club's done, all the different forms of it, either on social media or, you know, stuff with New Japan or whatever. Um, that it just, I, I was a little bit like, wow, it's just, it really caught on. It's a huge thing. People love it out here. And yet it's basically, it's the NWO's gimmick at the end of the day. That always, I always wondered about that. Um, but who knows? Like I said, I don't know. The, I do not know the back story on it. Um, you know what I mean? Like, like how, if, if the NWO guys, any of the original NWO guys, including Hulk Hogan, were involved with any of that. I, I don't know. I don't, I can't say they were, or they weren't, uh, you know what I mean? So, um, I don't know. Kenny Omega, uh, who's a huge part, obviously, I think he's a leader now of the Bullet Club. Because once I think it was, uh, it AJ or when AJ left, uh, Kenny Omega, and I had him, him on the show here too. Good dude, love Kenny. Uh, you know what I mean? Like he, he, he was not at this B and C thing, and he kind of, you know, um, I don't know. He's a guy that a lot of people thought were going to end up in WWE. Uh, John Crudrow on Facebook Live says, "Keep Young Bucks and Omega away from WWE." Not until WWE booking. Oh, I missed the last sentence. I don't know how to scroll through with the gimmick name. It's Fernum Burnham because I had a problem with the Fernum. Ah, damn it. See that, Dennis? No one has no idea what I just said. Oh, they get the crux of it. Uh, Kenny Omega, keep him away from WWE. Yeah. Take that. Good point, sir. Good point. So, I don't know. I mean, I guess we'll see how this thing shakes out here. Um, I guess we'll see how it shakes out. Uh, let's go to uh, Miguel in uh, New Jersey. You're on a TAS show. What's up? Hey, buddy. How you doing? Good. Talk to me. Hey, quick con uh, comment question for you. So, yeah. uh, you know, uh, I know you're a big Cornhuskers fan. You know, we uh, our Knights gave you a little bit of a tiny little scare last weekend, huh? Just wanted to get your thoughts on that. You're a Nebraska fan? No, I'm an I'm a alumni of uh, my alma mater. was uh, was Rutgers, Scarlet Knights. Oh, why did you? I'm just curious. Like, why did you think that I knew that? I'm curious why you would think that, sir. No, no, no. I didn't know that. I didn't think you knew that. I was just getting your, your thoughts on, you know, we. <laughs> I, mean, I, I knew, think I Nebraska. What's that? Say again. I, I knew Nebraska was going to win, but I thought it was cool that Rutgers kind of played with them, especially for the first, you know, three, uh, yes. three quarters. Rutgers or football, look, look, Rutgers football is traditionally a great program. And especially when Greg Schiano was there, they were really kicking ass and taking names. Uh, the other gentleman that was there, Floyd, Floyd Flood, Flood, help me with his name. Kyle Flood. Flood yeah. Kyle Flood. Flood, is it Dennis? Flood, yeah. yeah. He's not there anymore, correct? I don't think so. No. Right. Uh, they have, have a great program for years, for sure. I mean, Nebraska is going through something this year. I had a feeling this was going to happen. Playing Illinois. Tomorrow night, Illinois, a nice Big Ten matchup. And I wouldn't be surprised if Nebraska lost. And I hope I'm wrong as a Nebraska fan. I just think they've been going through a lot of stuff this year. They just they just don't look dominant. Their offense just is not in a – just they just don't just don't flow well. The black shirts defense of old is not like now. I just think they're maybe they're a little young. I don't know what it is. It could be um, – I don't know. I, I, I don't like our chances against Illinois this week, and I hope I'm wrong. I hope the Huskers win. Uh, Miguel, thank you for calling. I appreciate it very much. Uh, and I hope I'm wrong. I really do. I hope, I hope they do win. Um, you know. well, that's true, though, Dennis, if you think about that. Like, Rutgers football 
like has got a long tradition of success many years back. Rutgers? Are you asking me like a question? Is that what, what that statement was? I don't agree with that. No, 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 no. Listen, listen. I'm not saying they're like the tradition of Penn State or Alabama or nothing or, or USC. I'm not. I'm not saying to that level. I'm saying there's been a lot of great players come out of Rutgers. They've had a lot of successful seasons for a lot of years. That's what I'm saying. Don't be a mock like a front-running fan that if they're not in the top five for the past 40 years, then they're not a great program. They've had some traditionally great football programs at Rutgers University. Go and do your homework if you do not believe me. Okay? Okay. You're smirking, and I don't like that face. No, that's a, that's a, now I, you're making a you're making a stinky face now. That, that's an I disagree face. Well, that's a shame because now you're fucked. <laughs> um, no, oh, dude, I'm telling you, I, I don't know why you would just <laughs> a slow move. Oh, I don't know why you would disagree with that. If you really go back again, I'm not saying, bro. I'm not saying this is this is like you know, uh, you know, this powerhouse for for 50 years. I'm not saying that. They've had some great programs for, for, for a long time. Chop the wood, bro. Remember a few years ago? Chop the wood. I, that, Remember? Well, that, where do you think I got my gimmick from? That's true. I didn't even think of that. Completely hacked you. Uh, Dustin in Oregon. Sir, you are on a Taz show. What's going on there, house? How's it going, Taz? Thank you for taking my call. You got it, buddy. What's going on? Oh, I was just—I was going to talk college football when I thought it was Friday, but I kind of want to talk Packers Bears now. And I got a couple things on Markology too. And begin. Um, I got Aaron Rodgers as QB one. Do you think he's going to do anything? Because he's not lived up my, to my expectations this year. I would keep him right there for you, right tonight. I do. Um, the game is in Green Bay, I believe. It's Lambeau Jones. Uh, I would go. I think Rogers is going to have a pretty good night tonight. I do. I, I would keep him right there. Uh, let's go to an expert on fantasy football. Stay on the line, sir. Uh, let's go to Anthony. Uh, uh, he had a video producer of the Taz show, an expert on, on fantasy football. Anthony, you agree with my statements here? Yeah, they're they're very uh very factual. I don't I, I don't even know if I want to talk fantasy football though because you're the enemy this week. We do play each other. Sir, but that needs to be put aside when we have someone calling the show like Dustin, who's a fan of the Taz show, and is looking for some fantasy football football advice for me. So I, I we have to put that aside. But thanks for joining the show, Anthony. Uh, so, okay, so Dustin, I would go definitely with uh, – I would. do you have another quarterback on the bench? Yeah, I got my man Marcus Mariota. Well, I got Mariota too, and I benched him because I'm starting Stratford. I started Stratford last week. I, I would – I don't know. I would – Hmm. I, I I would oh, go with Aaron Rodgers. I just think I, what's that? Uh, I was gonna say Mariota and Rodgers have been play, playing virtually the same all year. But you but listen to me, sir. You you can't. And I'm I'm a Mariota. Listen, listen. I know you're from Oregon. You're probably the Ducks fan. I got it. And Mariota's a former Duck. I understand that. But but dude, you can't compare. Forget about fancy football. Just looking at as as football players, you can't compare. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? These two guys. Rodgers is a yeah. Hall of Fame bound guy. You know, he's the arguably the best guy, the best quarterback in the game. I think, unfortunately, Brady is. Dennis yesterday made a statement that he feels Aaron Rodgers. Isn't that true, Dennis? I'm gonna be honest, I forgot about Brady. 
That's good stuff, basically. Um, oh, yeah. Yes, thanks for joining the show, Dennis. Uh, so back to you, Dustin. Uh, Stratford is uh, my guy. He's playing against the Vikings this week. Where, like I said, on the bench, uh, you know, I have Mariota, your guy too, Dustin, and he's playing Houston on Sunday. So at Houston. Yeah. I, dude, I'm you. I'm if I'm you, and I, and like, like, hold on, hold on, Dustin. Cases, Dustin, yeah. I'm here to help, Dustin. I'm here to help you. I'm Let sorry. me talk. I need to talk, Dustin. If I'm you, I got Mariota like you do, and I have Aaron Rodgers. And Mariota is at home. I'm sorry. Mariota is on the road against Houston uh, on a 1 p.m. game where I got Aaron Rodgers like you have. Um, going primetime Jones, only game on Thursday night. This guy's a pressure guy on a Thursday night at home at the Lambeau. Dude, trust me, start Aaron Rodgers. Oh, thank you. I apologize for interrupting you. No problem. I get crazy. It's not your fault. It's I have me. a couple Tr- things on Markology, too, real quick, before I let you go. For it, go for it. Thank you for letting me say boink on the radio. It chuckles me. Prob- you could say boink. You could say you should say boink in your private time too. You really should. <laughs> and, uh, I had a, a thing to put on the docket for T U R N. T U. Oh, turn. Yes, I like how you spelled it out. You threw me a little curveball. Yeah, what's on the docket? Talk to me. Shape shifted. Say it again. Shape shifted. Shape shifted. Dennis, uh, you're the sergeant of the Markology Army. Do uh, you want to discuss this with Dustin real quick? Yes, Dustin. Uh, I like it. Can you? You gotta. You can't just say. You gotta give a little explanation as to why. Please. I like shapeshifters. They can turn into anything. A happy jack can shapeshift into a madoff. That's a good explanation. I I just wanted a little little farther background. You can't just throw a word out. And... It's a little bit of a tongue twister. Shapeshifted. Uh, shape. Okay. Dennis. It's shapeshifted. Right. Shifted. Or SS. Uh, I think we should steer clear of SS. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's... Sorry. I took a bad boy. <laughs> okay. I was just having fun out here. Um, <laughs> that's what happens when you spitball like that. Yeah, spitballing sometimes. That's an SSS. <laughs> uh, so where are we here? Uh, Dustin, so shape. You're saying shape, like S-H-A-P-E, shape. Yes. And then shifted. How about SJ, Shifted Jones? That's not bad. That works. Playing off of Dustin's Dennis made a shitty face. I just wanted to just put it in a little bit. You know, I hear everybody else. I might as well give it a shot. You might as well. Listen, Dennis, life's about jumping in the game, son. No, I appreciate Dustin uh, taking part. I'm I'm all for suggestions. Well, Unfortunately, you. this is not your world. This is mine. So that, I'm I thought I was the captain big... of the... Uh, I... No, you're a sergeant. You're a sergeant. I'm the lieutenant general, okay? You are nothing, sir, except a shitty sergeant. Dustin, thank you for calling the tat show. Okay, so there you go. Now, well, I like that guy, Dustin. I like him, okay? He said he had something to say about college football, but then he said he didn't want to talk about it. I was, I'm, I'm prepared for college football. We talk about how great the ruckus program has been traditionally for the past 50 years. We could do that. And Dennis could laugh in my face uh, where Dennis is wrong. We can do that, too. Um, or we can go to break, which we'll do right now. Uh, on that note, break time. Okay, watch that. <laughs> you, you okay? That was a guy. One guy who's the shifter and the trust. Uh, yeah, we'll be she, back. He shapeshifted. He shapeshifted the Schneebus Furnum. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fucking right over there. <laughs> All right, so anyway, on that note, 
Uh, we're going to go to break. Let's start a break. Uh, we're getting a little NXT chatter. Got to do a little spitball with sports. Very busy. Uh, fourth quarter segment coming up. Uh, be right back. So we're in fourth quarter city here with the uh, Taz Show. We're on Thursday edition. Talked early a lot about Lucha Underground. Young Bucks potentiality, if that even is a word, of having a legal thing with the WWE on the Too Sweet Hand gesture. Gave a lot of thoughts and opinions on that. So let's check out. Like I said, I predicted it might end quietly. Just my prediction. But we'll see. I gave a lot of thoughts. You might want to listen to that if you did. If you're just joining live, either on the radio.com app, listening to the audio, or maybe you're just joined live on Facebook. So I'm on Facebook Live right now, facebook.com slash the Taz Show. So you might be over there. Maybe you just joined in. And if you're on Facebook, you know, like I said this the other day, guys, I've shared the show. I mean, really, you know what? The show doesn't cost you shit. And uh, I out here, I'm, I'm spitting some knowledge. I'm having fun with you guys. Uh, I give you guys a platform. Shout you bitches out all the time. At least you could do is share the show. I really, I mean, you know what I mean? I, I got Mr. Pimento all over. Me. I told you the other day, he's all over. Got a shoe with him. All over. You know, it's sexy. I actually left because I was so uncomfortable. Oh, and then Seth, as Pimento's yelling at me about the friggin' Facebook. They don't share the show. You guys can do fucking people to share the show. What the hell's wrong with you, stupid shit? What? And it's Seth just nodding. Yep, that's right. Yep, that's right, Taz. You should. Yeah. I've been saying that. I've been telling him this, Mr. P. He won't listen. That's it. It's a stooge. And then what does he do? Fast forward to today. Today. He, Seth, during the break, I get a text message. Oh, I'll share your text with the audience, Seth. I'll share the text. I have no problem because you attacked me. And you were rude and you hurt my feelings. You made fun of me. Okay? And basically what Seth said, because I was talking NFL, I was talking about my quarterback from the Detroit Lions, Matt Stratford. Seth texts me, Stratford, not Stratford. And I replied to him, go take a shit. Dude, tennis, that's no, all true. Nowhere specific, just a general turd? That just means, that's something my mom used to say to, to us when she'd get mad at us. She'd yell, go take a shit, but she didn't mean it literally, you know? Like, that's just kind of a thing, you know, you, you yell, at go take a shit. Like, it's go a poor way to lake. take a hike. Yeah, go take a hike, go take a shit. And of course, Seth replies with, I already did. Okay. And I replied with, jobber. Then he spells Taz spaz by doing it like Stratford and Stafford. And I just said, you're a nerd. Fuck. He's an expert on spelling quarterbacks' names now, Seth. Oh, ask me anyone. I can spell them all. Blindfolded. Tom Brady. B. R. A. D. Why? Because he's the greatest. Tom Brady. Hooray! Yeah, I thought hooray now. 
Go ahead. Keep quizzing me. I got them all. Is it Rogers or the Ra'ad with Deegers, Seth? Johnny Rogers, like your buddy. Johnny Rogers, old school. Yeah. Yeah. R-O-D-Z, remember? <laughs> remember what's his name called it, that guy? That was my Ra. player. How do you spell Ra? How do you spell Ra? Remember that? With a Z? And remember that? Oh, man. Where are you getting the D from, sir? <laughs> What do you mean? Oh, he put that bitch together. It was funny. Oh, lordy. Mm-mm-mm. Brad Smith has your lagging. Brad, uh, I don't care. How about that? <laughs> uh, close your eyes and listen. How about that? Okay? So when you pay, sir, you can complain. You're not paying for this. So I tell them, I tell Skype, I tell Facebook, I tell CBS, I want to lag. I want the video to suck. That's my goal here. I want it to suck. The Seth thing really upset me. Disappointed. Uh... Lon, Florida, you, sir, are on the Taz show. How can I help you? Hey, Taz, how's it going? Good moment. How you doing, buddy? Good Good moment, my friend. I want to talk with you about the Young Bucks possibly being in the uh, WWE, like a fancy booking angle. Okay. And I was... I was wondering if you put them with Raw, let's say you got them with Scroll or Page against the Shield, but then you got also the Bauer, Bauer and Gallows and Andersons there. Mm-hmm. If you put them with SmackDown, you got them going up against a New Day. But look what happened when you got them with the Revival. See what happens there. They they got injured twice. So and I, I believe the Revival. Now hold on, Lon. Lon, hold on. Low, lower your computer because I can hear myself. That's the first thing. Um, I believe that uh, they were asked recently, meaning the Young Bucks, if they were in WWE, what team would they like to wrestle? And they did say the Revival, correct? I believe so, yeah. Yes, because well, it's true, sir. That's what they said. But I uh, continue. Yeah, I was just wondering, where do you see them, like, fancy booking-wise going if they went better to Raw? I mean, do you like them going, expanding with uh... – Balor and Anderson and Gallows, or do you want them to yes. go to SmackDown to bolster their uh, SmackDown tag? I would, to answer you, Lon, I'd rather see that. I know this is a big stretch, especially now with fantasy booking with these guys, but I would like to, if that happened, I would like to see them uh, with Gallows and Anderson, Finn, do the whole Bullet Club thing and just do it and do a real faction the way they did it right with Bullet Club. The way WWE did it right with DX, the way they did it right with Nation Domination, the way they did it with, I'm missing a bunch, well, WCW, NWO. I remember factions used to be a big thing in the business. And thank you, Lon, for calling. I appreciate it. Factions back in the day were a huge thing, you know, huge. And it's kind of, I don't see it as much now, you know. Uh, but I think that if they, again, it's big stretch fantasy booking now with the Young Bucks with WWE because of all the stuff going on. But um, I do think that it would be pretty badass uh, if you got Gallows, Anderson, Finn Balor, somehow get AJ Styles over there. Uh, who am I missing? Not, uh, somebody else, Dennis. That's in WWE. That was in the Bullet Club. Am I missing? I don't think I'm missing anybody. I no, think I'm good. Finn, Finn, AJ, a- and uh, Anderson Gallows. Is there anybody else? I feel like there's one Shinsuke more guy. Shinsuke was no? in New Japan, obviously, but I don't think he I think he was adversarial, too. I wasn't really watching it much, but with, with the Bullet Great Club. Great usage. Adversarial, nice. 
Please, I'm a fucking wordsmith, dude. I mean, what are you fucking kidding? Why would that shock you? It when didn't the shock me. I was. Uh, it's just that was seamless the way you just threw that in there. Adam Cole. Adam Cole. Adam Cole. Adam Cole. I knew there was another guy. Thank you, Jerome Wald, Ufez Efras, uh, Russell, Ru a bunch of people. Adam Cole's the other book. Thank you on Facebook Live. They're telling me the people are educating me. Thank you. I knew there was another guy. Okay, I'm a wordsmith, sir. Yeah. Now, when the captain was, remember the captain? Okay. Buy a hat. Was the producer of the show. He was always perplexed by my use of words. He, I will give him credit, the captain, also had some wordsmith in him. Okay? He had the energy of a rock, but, not the rock, a rock, Jeez, but, man. no, no, I love, I love the captain. You know that. He did not have a lot of energy. That wasn't his shtick. He wasn't a ham like you. He didn't love to be on camera. He was a technical wizard of the show. That's what he was. Okay? He was not a ham where he loves to be the next big thing in radio. That's you. That's who you are, Dennis. That's who you are. You are a fucking ham. Hey! And I'm not talking low sodium. <laughs> no. High in sodium. A lot of MSJ. Straight Brajut. I'm talking straight Virginia Ham Jones. I'm talking you are a ham. You read my lips. Can you hear me? Ham! Can you use it in a sentence, please? <laughs> well done. Okay. Shit, maybe. In Markology, we should ham. Maybe that could be turned. No, ham. I just want to use ham for something. I don't yeah, there, there's a place for ham. We just got to find the right wrestling term. Hold on, yes. let me take a, take a look at my uh, my cheat sheet. That's great. Um, speaking of your cheat sheet, uh, cheat sheet. Tell, before De before Seth tells me I spelt that wrong too. You said it wrong, you know. It's cheat sheet, <laughs> not cheat sheet all over me dude you know i am the lead producer you know that i know seth you know i took a shit already <laughs> just stick your head you didn't see that coming a mile bowl. away stick your head in the bowl and flush it and sing tinga -a loo while you're doing it okay how about that hooray i gave myself a swirly hooray <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, and I'm killing <laughs> Seth. <laughs> Kill Can you give a bald guy a, a swirly? Well, this problem. I'm not. That's low. Do kids even give swirlies nowadays? I feel like that's like an 80s thing. Seth would definitely be in a safe space. Uh, Michael Wade Ward. Seth is a nerd. Exactly. People suck. Everybody sucks. Um, NXT, you were supposed to tell me about some stuff that happened on there. Talk to me, Dennis. Give me a little quick snippet. I got to do a little spitball with sports. Hurry up. Come on. Uh, the main event was Eric Young versus Adam Cole. Adam Cole's in-ring debut, who also used to be in the Bullet Club. I didn't know if... That's uh, right. I don't know if you heard about that, but he did. That's true. Breaking news. Um... <laughs> So, obviously, the rest of Sanity was out with Eric Young, and uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish were in the corner of uh, Adam Cole, and it was a good match. I enjoyed the uh, the chemistry between the two. Obviously, love EY's work. Um, it's great, the, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you've said that to me off-air and on-air. Yeah. E EY's great. Um, that was my... F I've always enjoyed Adam's promo work, but this is my first time really seeing him in the ring, and I enjoyed what he was doing. 
and then he got a uh, he got a sneaky win at the end, which was fitting considering they are the uh, they're the Madoffs, the uh, yeah, und- undisputed. I can't say that. My man, uh, Lars Sullivan worked, didn't he? Oh, <laughs> I, I love. I don't know what it. Is. I mean, it's his look, obviously, but he is just a a mountain of yeah. entertainment. He is money, brother. That guy is money. I'm telling he you just, right now. He looks. He looks like a. My, I was watching with my buddy, and he was like, "He looks like Sloth from the Goonies." That's not as ugly. Which... I, I don't know if I said. I know I said this in the past. I don't know if I said it about him. Uh, I might have. So I apologize to the audience if I'm being redundant because I do forget things sometimes. A lot of concussions, but this is a guy. I think I did say it about him. Like if you see him in public, and you're not even a wrestling fan, you see him at a rent-a-car place, you see him at a deli or a hotel or a, you know, fast food restaurant or whatever. You're like, look at that fucking guy. This who is that? You know he's something. You know what I mean? He's yeah, a, yeah. He has he has a look about it. Like, you don't know what it is. Like, he's probably like the bouncer for Motley Crue in the '80s or something. something. Like, you just look at him. You're like, something. you're like, this and guy definitely chews glass. But that's how. But that's how it was years ago with wrestlers. You know what? Everybody when you'd see them, and I remember coming up in the business, man, the generation before me. That's how those guys were, and I think a lot of the guys in my generation were like that. You would see them outside of the wrestling world, and if you were not a wrestling fan, and you'd be like, "What is that guy? That guy is somebody or something. He's an athlete or something." Today, I think a lot of the guys kind of just—they—it's kind of like a cookie cutter thing. Unfortunately, some of them, you know, they don't look like something. Like in the, you know what I mean? Like Lars Sullivan does. He looks like something. You know what I mean? Uh, he looks deranged, and he's got these hands. Like uh, you make fun of me for having these meat hooks. This guy makes my hands look like little tiny baby hands. Yeah, you're just a you're just a fucking punk. Yeah, so <laughs> suck. I would have gave Seth a swirly in high school. <laughs> Who'd Sullivan work with? Uh, not gonna. <laughs> oh, it was uh, Oni Lorkin. Oh, Oni Lorkin. Lorkin, Lorkin. And that it's was not knocking pass. Spell it. Spell it right. Oni. O N E Y. Lorkin, L-O-R-C-A-N. Yep. And then I'm reading the gimmick there, Heavy Machinery Work, too. Love those guys. Uh, yeah, yesterday was a good episode. But see, hold on. But see, two more guys that if you see them in public, you don't know what they are, but you know there's something. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. That's smart. Good booking. You need – the, yesterday was a, was a big episode. A lot of uh, – a lot of man meat, so I was right in my wheelhouse. <laughs> you love the man meat. That's a shoot. <laughs> Emily Alexander, what's a swirly? Is that thing with flushing the toilet? Uh, uh, Dennis, you can handle this. All right, Emily. Uh, a swirly was used predominantly in the 80s and early 90s by bullies in high school. They would pick uh, nerds out. A lot, of, a lot of guys with Seth's figure, a little dainty, thin, um, they take him into the toilet. It's usually two men, unless like a Lars Sullivan could do it by himself. You turn the man upside down, kind of like a it's it's like the opposite of a good keg stand. You turn him upside down. You hold his arms, and you just you just dip him in the toilet. Just dunk him. Just dunk his head in enough, just to let him know who's boss. It could be considered slightly. It could be a, a little bit of bullying there. Could be just a teeny. Bit. Uh, yeah, and it and. It depends how big of a bully it was. Hopefully, as the nerd, you get a clean toilet. Now, if you're a big bully, oh, I feel bad for you. 
yeah, that's a whole different story. All right, so NXT, again, like I said, I didn't see it. Uh, Dennis saw it. Uh, Adam Cole hits a standing shine of wizard after EY. You talked about this. So it looks like they had a lot of good talent on there, a lot of good talent for sure. Liv Morgan wrestled. Uh, I, I know get... you like her. Who? I didn't hear. Liv Morgan. Oh, yeah, Liv's great. Yeah, Liv Morgan. Who'd she work with? Do you remember? No, this I actually do have to look up. I don't know this offhand. Uh... Why would you? You, know, you watch the show. Yeah. I did, but I don't know. I'm not good with names. Vanessa You're not good Bourne. with a microphone. Who? I think one of the May Young participants. Oh, Born. Yeah, I've seen it. She's excellent, actually. I, 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 yeah, I know who she is. Yes, yes. What's a Vanessa? Right. Correct. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, William, I need to uh, do more homework on some of the, the talent from the May Young Classic for sure. William, uh, but uh, I, I didn't see the beginning of it. I the May Young Classic. I saw, like I said, the last round. You know, two couple of rounds, whatever it was. Yeah. William Regal announced, uh, like we we talked about it a couple of weeks ago because the. The spoilers were out there, um, but he yeah. officially announced that uh, Kerry Sane is going to be one of the four participants in the uh, Houston Takeover okay. uh, four-way for the women's the vacant women's title. Got it. For you fans that don't want to hear Dennis right now, you should be sharing the show on Facebook as he's talking. <laughs> just sh- just keep c- clicking share 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 share. That's. Okay? That's a really double-edged sword for you because obviously you want the show to continue to be shared. So if that's the case, you'd want me to keep talking, but I know that how much that hurts your ears. You're done now, sir. We're going to do the spitballing with sports open, and we're going to do that in a five, four, three, two, one. Nobody provides wrestling insight quite like Dabs, but he's more than just a wrestling expert. He's breaking down the big game, the X's and O's, giving you the hardball analysis you won't find anywhere else. He's knocking it out of the park. Jeez, did you use enough cliches there? The Taz Show presents Spitballing with Sports. Just stick to wrestling. Indeed. So I said earlier, got a little Thursday night NFL action football tonight. The Bears versus uh, the Packers, a huge old-school NFC rivalry here. Packers are sitting at 2-1. and one. Bears are 1-2. and two. Uh, You know, you get the Bears going into Green Bay. Frozen Tundra Jones, but it's not going to be frozen because I don't think it's that cold there yet. It's not cold anyway yet. It's kind of weird. But anyway, uh, this should be an excellent NFC game. I'll give you a little prediction. I do help. I, I'm sorry. I do think. That the Packers will win the game, but I hope the Bears' running game is on point. I can't get into any more details. I might have one of their running backs on my fantasy team. Eh, figure that out. So anyway, made a little trade, made a little move. I can't tell, say it out loud, because some of the schmucks that are in the league are on uh, the part of the Taz show. So I digress. Uh, the Houston Texans rookie quarterback, the Deshaun Watson from the Clemson Tigers, you remember this guy, uh, he donated... Um, weekly, his first week game check uh, to the ca- Texans cafeteria employees impacted by Hurricane Harvey. So very nice of, uh, of, of Deshaun Watson. A beautiful thing he did right there because the folks in Florida, the folks in Houston, obviously what's going on in Puerto Rico, um, so many humans and people have been uh, negatively affected and their lives literally turned upside down due to Mother Nature. So uh, brutal, brutal string there. So, uh, of hurricanes and whatnot. So, very nice of some of these athletes uh, like Deshaun Watson as a rookie doing what he did right there. Dwayne Wade uh, signs a one-year, I'm talking hoops now, a one-year $2.3 million 
That's a veteran minimum, by the way. With the Cleveland Cavaliers to join LeBron James, last team the guys, last time these guys were teammates with the Heat, right? Miami Heat, Jones, Dennis. That is correct. Four years together, two titles. Cavaliers looking good, buddy. I'll tell you. Um, speaking of hoops, talk college hoops for a second. I told you guys what happened yesterday. A lot of you guys heard about all the stuff going on with, um, I think it was four or five NCAA Division One college basketball coaches, along with the FBI probe where their phones were tapped and everything, what illegal monies transpired, going back and forth with recruits and all this kind of stuff. And uh, University of Louisville, one of the most premier basketball institutions, uh, universities, but with basketball being a premier in their institution. Uh, Rick Pitino, head coach of Louisville, is basically a administrative leave of absence. And so he, uh, who's had some issues in the past with the program, uh, they uh, basically the Tuesday FBI investigated uh, after after Tuesday's FBI investigation was released, I should say. So Rick Patino, not the head honcho right now of the Louisville Cardinal basketball program. Now, uh, Louisville, I know, lost a couple of I'm reading here now, lost two top 100 recruits decommitted after hearing the news. Uh, can't blame those kids and those fa- and their families. And I think they're going to lose a lot of future commits. Um, now, like soon, and not just them, but those other programs too. I think it was USC, Auburn. Who else was it? Was USC and Auburn, right? Was two of them? Arizona. Um, there was one other. Arizona was one of the biggest. I mean, Louisville, yeah. obviously, but yeah, Louisville and Arizona were the two biggest. Things. Bad deal, Jones. Yeah. Bad deal, Jones. They did they put anybody in in the spot of Patino yet, Louisville? No, they 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 haven't even like officially fired. I mean they. They put them on administrative leave until they can figure out what to do next because obviously nobody was expecting this. So mm. he's still mm. technically the head coach for, I don't know, another couple hours probably. Yeah. Sayonara. Uh, well, speaking of baseball, Cubs uh, beat the Cardinals 5-1 to to clinch their second consecutive NL Central Division title. Uh, where are my Dodgers in this? I saw them play the, car, the uh, Padres last night, but I fell asleep. What's going on? They're, they're in the hunt here, right? Yeah, the Dodgers clinched the NL West. Um, they clinched already. Okay, I was. I'm not. I have been watching baseball. I've been all over the football. You know. They clinched. So yeah, my, my I'm going to see the Yankees uh, in the World Series against the Dodgers. That's my prediction. I said that yesterday. Speaking of the American League, Detroit Tigers signed Hall of Famer Pedro Martinez's son. He's the third baseman, Pedro Martinez Jr., uh, to the Detroit Tigers. I think that's cool. That's interesting. Um, that's great. Was he in that minor league system, I guess? No, he was uh, playing ball in the Dominican Republic, and they the international oh. signing rules are like, it's a wild west. Got it. Yes. I'm aware. Of I, I'm in the meetings. I, I hear what goes on. Stuff. And uh, Hispanic for agent. Anthony, excuse me. I'm talking. For Anthony, who's a big Justin Timberlake fan, he'll love this. Uh, JT, as they call him, is finalizing a deal to perform at this year's Super Bowl halftime uh, show in Minnesota at the U.S. Bank Stadium. Uh, last time he did it was in Jackson, uh, Janet Jackson's nipple popped out. So um, we shall see. Dennis, I'm sorry, Anthony, I know you're a big JT fan. Are you excited about this? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I would love to see some nipples, but uh, <laughs> JT, I am a big JT fan. I do enjoy his music. Subtle. <laughs> Got it. Okay, buddy. Thanks for sharing. Wow. He wants to see JT's nipple. Wait, no, no, no. Let me clarify. No, 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 no. Not JT's nipple. You said you wanted to see Justin Timberlake's no, no, nipple. No, no. I meant like of the fairer sex, not not Justin Timberlake. 
I mean, yeah. I, each their own. If you want to see Justin Timberlake's nipples, that's cool. That is my... I, no. Don't try and pawn oh. his nipples off on me. Yeah, really. Let's, this is, uh, see, folks, it's a little bit of dead air right here. So you're catching somebody at yeah, Dennis and Anthony show, that's what you're going to get. Nipple chat. You know, so good stuff. A lot of nipple play. Yeah. All right. Oh, I can't follow that. On that note, uh, basically that's the Pat show. So <laughs> be back tomorrow, Friday edition coming at you. I appreciate it. I'm very Enjoy happy with Seaman. I appreciate anybody who joined in on Facebook Live and interacted or on Twitter or called the show. Thank you all. Uh, make sure you share the show on Facebook, please. And also uh, make sure you check out the podcast version of the show a little while on iTunes or Spotify or TuneIn or on the Radio.com app or at TashShow.com. Jump on it. That's the deal. Guys, look, I appreciate the love. Uh, and for everybody in Manhattan and for yours here at the Rage Cave, I'm Taz, you're not. Thank you, everyone. See ya. Stay. I'm hoping I won't let